Kassan in Swahili is dedicated to all you beautiful people around the world. We say Jumbo! Global Mission Podcast. My name is Richard Lewis, your host, as we discuss the issues of worldwide missions and the task of the Great Commission. Well, it's Christmas season, and that means for many Christians, filling a shoebox with toys and toothbrushes and crayons. Every year at this time, Franklin Graham's organization, the Samaritan's Purse, promote their annual project of sending a Christmas care package to underprivileged children all over the world. Together with a well-done video presentation, flyers, and shoeboxes, evangelicals are encouraged to fill up a shoebox for a boy and or girl, along with a check for $7 to cover the cost of shipping. It's a worthy project, no question about it, especially for people who want to help the needy at this season of the year. A few years back I was in a church on the East Coast and they had shoe boxes piled high in the lobby. The pastor invited me to speak at their church about missions. He was concerned that his people had no real sense of missions or the work of missionaries they support and wanted me to come in to help their global outreach effort. Missions is confusing, the pastor said to me. Our members don't know what a missionary does on the field. Our people like the shoebox because it's simple. He then went on to say, I wish there was a way to make missions as simple as the shoebox. Though I did my best, I'm not sure my time at the church helped as much as he or I would have liked. How does one explain the complexities of missionary work in a 30-minute sermon? But I got the pastor's point. Our culture is one of sound bites, fast food, and shoeboxes. Shoebox missions push all the right buttons for the average church member. It's quick, easy, and it helps the disadvantaged. Conversely, traditional missions, for the most part, are countercultural in today's world, long-term, distant, and impersonal. The career missionary is rarely seen and almost never heard, and serving Christ in ways that people just don't understand. Too many years ago, I read an article in Time magazine about how people from other nations view Americans. They referenced Americans' ability to be innovative, spontaneous, and confident, sometimes too confident. They also mentioned our generosity to other nations. One comment that I thought was particularly interesting was this. A person wrote, What Americans do well is understand themselves. What they do worst is understand others. Indeed, we in the U.S. love to analyze and think about ourselves, individually and corporately. I think the selfie and posting myriads of pictures of ourselves on Facebook is an expression of our self-absorption. Many Americans under the age of 30 might know who Ariana Grande is, but wouldn't have a clue who Nancy Adram is who is the most famous singer in the Middle East. Most people in the U.S. can identify the American president, 
But does anyone know the name of the Prime Minister of Italy? The truth of the matter is that if issues outside our borders do not affect our national security or our economics, we don't have much of an interest. Who cares about Iran, except that they pose a threat to both the security of our friends in the Middle East and possibly oil prices at our gas pumps? And by the way, where is Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan? And who cares? I read somewhere that in any congregation in the United States, about 12% of the people would be keen on missions. That seems to be about right with most churches I'm aware of, some a little bit higher, some much lower. Usually people on the missions committee are engaged in missions. Probably you who are listening to this podcast would be one of the minority members in your church that is really plugged into global outreach. Why would you even listen to this podcast if you were not fully hooked on missions? Even the most liberal congregations would be interested in missions, though for them, they would probably be more concerned with social issues like feeding the hungry or stemming human trafficking. Among the national churches I have been working with in Africa and South Asia, I would guess that less than 1% of church members know anything about the Great Commission, and that's very sad. It's a great challenge. What does the church know about missions beyond a shoebox? And if they are interested, why? For most people, missions is primarily an emotional issue. Showing a video of the destitute prompt us to feed hungry children. Seeing a young missionary family in church with three adorable kids aged two to eight on their way to Nicaragua prompts us to emotionally and lovingly support them even though we have no idea what they will do, or in some cases, have no idea where Nicaragua is. Is it South America, the Caribbean, maybe West Africa? I am not negating the role of emotion in missions, nor the importance of compassion, as our Lord certainly had sympathy for the masses. But if emotion and compassion is the only basis for our understanding of missions, then a shoebox will do. Unfortunately, missions for too many congregations is merely a program. We have Awana, VBS, Youth Camp, and, oh yes, missions. In some cases, I would suggest that maybe VBS ranks higher than taking the gospel to an obscure people in Malaysia. We believe the Great Commission is important. After all, it was our Savior who told us to go into the whole world and take this good news of his salvation. But like the national debt, we just can't wrap our brain around it. When we hear that 3.6 billion people in this world have never even met a Christian, it's incomprehensible as stating that the national debt is $27 trillion. Since we don't understand the enormity of the task, just give us a shoebox. I love teaching future missionaries as they prepare for their field of service. In every class, I tell them that the Great Commission, in one way, is very simple and straightforward. However, being an effective missionary is also incredibly complex, especially if they are going out as a pioneer missionary to unreached people groups. The mandate of the Great Commission is easy. Go into all the world. 
It's complex in that a missionary must understand the culture of the people, which takes a significant amount of time, learn their language, know their religion or belief system, and figure out a way to communicate the gospel in a way that makes sense to them, which we call contextualization. The work of being a missionary is not as easy as dropping a bar of soap in a shoebox, and it's impossible to convey the complexity of missions in a 30-minute sermon on Sunday. I have heard more than one person say that in today's church, people want to be personally involved. They want to do more than write a check. I must admit I was encouraged recently to hear a leading evangelical pastor state unequivocally, writing a check is probably the most important thing I can do as a Christian because I'm committing myself with my finances to the work of Christ. But writing a check is indeed less personal than taking a short-term trip to Belize or buying $10 worth of goodies and putting it in a green and red box. Please don't misunderstand me. I find no fault at all with the work of Samaritan's Purse and their Christmas shoebox drive. In God's sovereignty, I am sure it is a good program to make his name known throughout the world. However, if that is our only involvement in missions, I suggest we are not very serious in reaching the world with the message of Christ. I do wish real mission work could be easily understood so that people in the pews could wrap their heads around the need of taking the good news of Christ to those who have never heard his name. The truth is, serving cross-culturally cannot be reduced or explained in a two-minute video clip. Being involved in global outreach requires study, a well-designed, well-thought-out ministry plan, prayer, and yes, writing a check. God bless the leaders of the local church, be they the pastor, deacons, elders, or mission committee members who have a passion for global outreach and continue to bring the worldwide need before their congregations. It is my opinion that if missions around the world is to continue to go forward, it will be because of people like them. As people fill their shoeboxes this year, my prayer is that they will take time to think about those who faithfully labor in difficult places, taking the good news of our Lord's birth. Not only will they be serving far from home this Christmas, but they will still be there in the days and months ahead. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. Be sure to click the follow button and forward it to others. Our website again is lewis-training.com. Next week, we have a missionary guest from Germany on the podcast who will tell us about missions in Western Europe, and you won't want to miss it. So thanks again, and God bless. Welcome, friend. It's Karibu Rafiki. Let's have some chai with lots of iliki. No problem.
Mambo Bwana means hello mister Swahili ni rahisi it's no tongue twister no problem Hakuna matata Welcome friend is karibu rafiki let's have some chai with lots of iliki no problem 